What's good, family? It's your boy Trader Rules from Real Last Conversations, and I get a question all the time. How do I make a podcast? And what I make my podcast on is Anchor.fm. Anchor is a free app that allows you to make your podcast anywhere from your phone or your computer. You can make money off of this. So please add to your podcast either in the beginning or in the middle. That's free game right there. You have everything in one place. So please download an Anchor free app or go to Anchor.fm to get started. Please. Let's make this money together, y'all. Love. It's real. I got the money smell. Hey. Girl, I know you like this cologne when it's on. They get to choose and they can tell that I'm on. I got Chanel on my neck. I know you loving that, you love it while we sex, you know I work best, babe Girl, I know you like this cologne when it's on, they get to choose and they can tell that I'm on I got Chanel on my neck, I know you loving that, you love it while we sex, you know I work Yo, it's your boy Trader Rose from Real Last Conversations, and it's episode number 37. I have a real special guest with me. He's one of the new R&B sensations coming up out of the loo. My boy Savelle, we go back all the way to the SEMO college days, and this yeah, man yeah, always yeah. had that talent, man. When it comes to music, he's one of the next coming artists that I really think everybody needed to uh, look out for, so I had to get him on the show. So I just want to pass it over to him and let him introduce himself and tell him, say what he does. Hey, yeah, what's going on, y'all, man? I appreciate my boy Traven for having me on the show, man. I'm honored to be here. Man, it's going on 10, 10 years since I've known this cat, man. Always been an amazing dude, man. So, like I said, I'm grateful to be on the show. My name's Slick Seville, a.k.a. Seville, a.k.a. Cadillac Seville. You know what's going on, man, out of St. Louis, Missouri. Um, Yeah, man, so just on this music wave, man. So I'm doing my thing, trying to uh, stay stay proactive. Trying to keep these hits coming, man, you know? So how do you get the name Slick Savelle? So <laughs> Savelle is actually my, my my middle name. So uh, you spell it S-E-V-E-L-L. Uh, so many people be butchering my middle name all the time, but it's Savelle. Um, so the Slick is actually a handle that I came up with. So um, if you look up the definition of Slick, it, it it means done or operating in an impressively smooth, efficient, and apparently effortless way. Um, I feel like I embody that. I feel like a lot of the things I do just be, you know, effortless. Anything I don't know how to do, I feel like I'm a quick learner and I, I catch on. So, And then the second definition is smooth and glossy. <laughs> I about to say so it sounds like, like some silk, <laughs> like some silky smoothness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so is that how you would describe your music? Is it smooth, uh, sultry? Yeah, 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 that's what I was gonna say. I would definitely describe it like that. And uh, so, plus I'm oily, man. I'm an oily ass nigga, bro. I'll always <laughs> be greasy, dude. bro. Ass dude. <laughs> we like, man, skin oily and hair oily. Got the soul glow going on right now. You know what I'm saying? He got a low-key a Jerry kill going <laughs> on, but you know it's working. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Giving that Silk Sonic vibe. Yeah, buddy. Have you heard that? Oh, man. It's, it's an amazing album. Anybody that heard it that you sleep, man, that, that album go crazy, man. Bruno and Anderson did their thing. 
I'm, I, I'm actually looking at the tickets that go on to the concert right now. I think they first uh, tour days uh, in Miami, Florida, like in March or something like that. Yeah, if, if I want to go to any concert, it's going to definitely be, a, especially Anderson Pack. I'm like, I know a lot of people on Bruno Mars. Like, he very he is very talented, but like, I'm a real big fan of Anderson Pack and like his, you know, how he can go from music and playing so many different instruments. Bruno Mars do the same thing, but both of them together is like just instant classics right there. Man, they. Jam, man. I can't say that. Like whoever decide, whoever came to them and told them, like, "Hey, y'all, y'all, we gonna put y'all together," or whoever management team or whatever behind the scenes that 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 happened to work out, like that was uh, just a match made in heaven because they be killing it for real. Especially the live version of "Leave the Door Open," Whew, man. So man. when it, when it comes to your music, who are some of your inspirations? Like who inspired you to do music? Uh, who do you model your sound after, or do you, or is it just like a whole unique new thing? Man, let's see. I, I guess I can start from way back, man. Um, I, my my first inspiration, like really musically, was seeing the Temptations, the movie, for the first time growing up. I want to say, man, I forgot how old I was. I was probably like, man, six or seven or something like that. I remember I was at my grandma's house. There was a whole bunch of people over, family over and everything. They had the Temptations going. Um, and while everybody was talking, like, I was actually, like, tapped in. Like, I'm locked into the movie because I'm like, whoa. Like, just to see, like, these brothers get on get on stage and, like, have hundreds of thousands, millions, millions of fans, like, across the nation you know, going through the times that they went through, battling adversity, battling racism, all that stuff, and still, like, man, moving crowds of people. Um, and they was just, like, so dope how they did it together. And the story behind it, too. But um, I remember I knew, like, probably after a week of watching the movie, I knew every song from the movie. Every, every song. And then, um, you know, growing up, I was a big fan of Michael Jackson. I mean, it's, Yo, who it's yeah, everybody, man. Everybody, man. Hey, I'm telling you. But um, I think it was whatever. I want to say it was like the 30th anniversary, his 30th anniversary where he did. Uh, that real big spectacle when Usher came out with doing yeah, it. Yeah, I think. Oh, man, dude. Like that performance was just mind blowing. Like, So that was back. A lot of y'all might be too young, but that was back when. You know what I'm saying? The VCS tapes was out, and then you could hit the record button on, the, and you could record like live channels and stuff like that. Before, way before TiVo, man, we had the, we we recorded the whole thing, and I used to watch it all the time, like every every day, every week. I'm watching them, uh, just studying, like, cause this man is so dope. And then I um, put my socks on doing the moonwalk in the kitchen, you know, swear, I had to make make sure it was swear, smooth. Man, swear. So I w- I would have to say after that. Uh, next biggest influence is Usher. I'm a huge Usher fan. Been a huge Usher fan. Um, man, I'm hitting all the dance moves he hitting. Man. I'm so caught up. Okay, hey, I know. I know about I'm Usher, man. You, Confessions I, came out when I was in middle school. Oh my goodness, that yo, was people forget about Usher, man. Like he's one of he's one of like the greatest of all time of our generation. I think he might be the greatest of our generation you know yeah. what i'm saying when it comes to r&bx i know a lot of people give it to chris brown but it was mm. just like usher made that blueprint though made the blueprint and still going still cold with it like all these years later but uh yeah man it's like and then i grew up man watching jodeci silk um man even just dope girl groups from like tlc and um 
uh, SWV to 702 to, um, man, Escape. You know what I mean? Just like I've been, I've been just really musically inclined since a young age. So I, I, I love R and B music. I love soul music to jazz. You know what I mean? That's kind of my inspiration. So before we go any uh, deeper, uh, the song I played in the beginning was Aromas. Uh, you can listen to it on all platforms: uh, Apple Music, Spotify, under Savell S E V E L L. I just wanted to drop that down before we get too uh, yeah, yeah, away from yeah. the uh, <laughs> the intro, but. Yeah, you can get that. Uh, you can get his whole, his whole EP. What's the EP called again? The EP is called Connections. Connections, yeah. And why is it called Connections? Um, just because I, I feel like that's what life is about. I feel like I connect I connect with people through my music, and I, I've made so many connections in this musical journey. Um, and the, the, the title song off of the album is also called Connections. Um, so I, I'm like, I, I felt it was most fitting. You know, in that instance, um, you no, know. nah, that's definitely hard. And and how many tracks is on the album or EP? EP is six tracks. Six tracks. My favorite song is actually uh, "Levels." So I really mess yeah. with "Levels" and "Grand Rising." Those those are my two uh, favorites. So I'm telling you guys, uh, every song on there is a good vibe. Definitely some good car music. Good show with your lady or your man music. Yeah, right on, right on. Definitely tune into it. Yes, sir. But yeah, again, back to your uh, to your uh, your roots in the music. Uh, you were you were big in church, wasn't you? Oh yeah, man. I grew up in the church, man. Since I was, man, I say about five or six. I'm in children's choir. Um, then that transition as I got older, um, I was the youngest person on the praise and worship team. Um, at West, West End Mount Carmel, Full Gospel Baptist Church in St. Louis. Youngest person. I, I started on the praise and worship team when I was like seventh or eighth grade. I mean, I thought it was just a, such a big accomplishment just because, like, we had been going to this church for, like, so long. Um, and the singers was just so talented. And, and the singers that were singing on the praise and worship team, they were all older, like, 30s, 40s. I, I don't even think it was anybody really in their 20s. Maybe, maybe one person. Um, but they actually asked me to be on the praise and worship team, I think, uh, because one of the guys, he he had to go away for a while. So um, they asked me to step in just because, like, I was singing really well in the in the full choir, in the, in the regular choir. And they was like, man, I think your voice would be dope for the praise and worship team, you know. Um, so they put me on a team. I was nervous my first Sunday on that. I was so nervous. I was like – I got up super early. I couldn't like, Go sleep. ahead, baby. It's Man, okay. Yeah, yeah. Let him, you know how the old church grandmas be. Let them use you, baby. Let them use you. <laughs> Man, I got up there. So, um, and, but how, I guess how my body works, how my nerves works, like, I'm nervous all the way up until, like, I actually get on stage and get in front of the mic and open my mouth. And then when the first note comes out i don't know like all, everything just kind of floats away like i'm here now you know it, what I mean? it releases it releases you know I'm, I'm here now so i spent that whole time up to getting ready for this performance being nervous sweating bullets all that stuff for for no reason because once i got up there you know i killed it so uh, i feel like every great singer starts off in the church world first mm -hmm. and it's like even go back to like jamie fox like all the great singers, and I don't know, is it just because, like, the people in the church really teach you the mechanics of your voice? How do you, like, I don't understand how 
you have people like if I listen to gospel, it's like a whole different feeling. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like some songs you'd be like, wow, like I'm really ready to devote my whole life to like yeah. the Lord kind of thing. And I feel like there is, I want to say a science behind that. You know, I don't I want to separate the two, mm. but I feel like there is some type of uh, technique and some type of skill that's mastered. Mm. So uh, have you ever got like professional training like outside of uh, church or do you, are you all self-taught? I'm pretty much all self-taught. All of my training came from church and school choir. Like I was a school choir growing up. Uh, from elementary school on up to high school. I even got a music scholarship. <laughs> I got a music scholarship to go to SEMO um, at first, um, but I was also a track and field athlete at SEMO, so I kind of had to pick between the two because I couldn't really focus on music and run track because both of them were so taxing. You were trying to see that ass, um, huh? Hey, man. Yeah, you were trying to see that man, Ain't going to lie. High school, track. track. Undefeated, man. I'm Ooh, telling you. I was like, yo, I, I said, yo, track is where it's at. Yo, these girls are fine, fit. Man, what? They tell the, me to hold your like, keyhole my block. Yeah, hold, hold your block. Yeah, why not? Yeah. On your march. <laughs> Okay, okay. Set. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. So, that, so I mean, I guess that track goes into your wind then, huh? That probably helped you out when it came to your, your performance. It did, yeah. It did. Just being that, keeping that endurance. Um, especially, especially being a singer-singer. Like, you got to prolong a lot of notes. And um, I grew up singing a wide variety of music. It's like, especially when I got to high school. Um, we went to State and Choir in my high school, Hazelwood Central. Um, received a couple ones a couple years. We did a lot of classical music and stuff like that. So me being a track athlete, football athlete, basketball, like all that, like really helped me musically because I was able to hold notes a lot longer than other people because my I was in shape. You know, what I mean, I had to win for it. Um, so to answer your question, yeah, it definitely helps. It, it's a, so when did you first know you like? Oh, I can actually got a voice because I feel like everybody can sing, but not everybody has a voice. Or a B part to that question: Do you feel like everybody can sing if they, they just train their voice to sing, I guess, at the, at a level. You know how some people are, like, I guess, like, I don't know, bass singers. Like, they mm-hmm. have, like, a deeper voice for, like, what's called baritone singers. I don't really know. Yeah. There's some people who are better with falsettos, with high pitches. Do you feel like everybody has the ability to sing, or do you feel like it's just a, it's a gift kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, to answer your first question, uh, when I first realized I, I guess, noticed I knew how to sing, I got my first ever choir solo when I was in the third grade. It was like a Christmas program. Um, so the week or a couple weeks before leading up into the Christmas program, uh, the teacher was like, Them Christmas hey, program. Yeah, the Christmas program to go up, though. Uh, food went crazy everything. But um, so a couple weeks before, so we learned all of the background vocals and, and everything to the song. And we learned the the solo parts in unison. So, like, two weeks before, they picked people to actually do the solo parts. They did it like that so we can just all learn the, learn every part, learn the music. Um, so, I got picked to do the male solo um, in, in the past. It was only one song. It was a brief, like, a really brief solo. Like, one line. And I fell back, gave the mic to the next person, you know what I mean, like that. But just um, the crowd reaction, um, when I did sing... Uh, my my family reaction, all that stuff, because they really didn't. When you grab the mic, do, when you grab the mic, do you start dancing or you just nah, start singing? Nah, I ain't dancing. <laughs> it wasn't that kind of music. It wasn't I was like, oh, he started like it doing was, it like with Jackson's been killing it. Man, I, 
I, I ain't gonna say it was a real cheesy Christmas song. It was real cheesy though. <laughs> it wasn't. There wasn't no dancing, nothing like that. And mind you, I was still nervous, so I was kind of like stiff with it. I didn't move. I, my, I didn't. I stayed in one spot behind the microphone the whole time. I swear. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So just the crowd reaction after I did my one little line, man, it was like okay, I might have something. Like I, I think I might be good at this, you know. And then, that confidence, but but my yeah. thing is also, do you need that confidence boost here to make you be like, hey? I can do it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Like, def- like, you need confidence with anything you do. I'm pretty sure you need confidence to start this podcast. You know what I mean? You need confidence. Yeah. Confidence going to carry you anywhere you want to go. So it, it, it becomes a point in time where you have to, like, have the utmost faith and belief in yourself. Like, that's going to push you the furthest because you, like, you can, it's plenty of cold people out here with no confidence. You know what I mean? If you don't have the confidence, that's not going to push you to want to be at the next level. So, um, but to answer your other question, too, now I do feel like um people like I do feel like pretty much everybody is capable of holding a tune. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say necessarily singing. I I think with the proper training and the proper technique, I think everybody is capable of holding the tune, holding it on when it comes to singing. Now, on the flip side of that, I do feel like singing, like actual singing, is a gift. There, there are some very talented people out here who very few people can do what they do. Father, you know I mean? can you hear me? See, look, he already had y'all hear, y'all hear the bass, y'all hear the bass. I'm telling you, y'all hear the vibrato. Look, my boy, look with some training. I'm telling you, a little training, a little, little straightening. He, he blew, he blew from Temptations already. That's all I'm saying. You want to get them short ribs out the oven? Papa was a Rolling Stone. <laughs> I heard it. Yeah, that's hilarious. Okay, yeah. so so you can hold a note then. Mm-hmm. Can you know like maybe with like. I remember, I remember I used to think about like T-Pain and everything. I used to be like, yo, I want to do like auto-tune or yeah. if I can hold a note, mm. you can really be good with auto-tune and can fuck things up. I don't remember. I don't know if you if y'all did this back in middle school, which you, where you was at. I remember the iPhone used to have like the T-Pain app. Oh, yeah. And you used yes. to sing into the T-Pain yes. app and you used to do the <laughs> auto-tune. And yeah. sometimes you'll hit a note. You'd be like, damn, that was. That was kind of cool. That, that was, was kind of hard. Like, like if, I, if I actually mastered this. Maybe I could have did something. Bro, auto-tune will put anybody instantly where they want to be. Like, auto-tune is so amazing. Like, the technology now, nowadays, like, I'm in the studio a lot. So, I, I'm around people that are, yeah, when it comes to singing. Mm-hmm. But they get behind the mic with their auto-tune on, unrecognizable. Like, oh, my, like. It's it's amazing and it's crazy because people hated on T Pain so much. T Pain got so much hate that they really took away like his really musical genius out of just him using auto tune because T Pain is a, a musical like genius for real from what he does like his production to his writing to like everything. But he got so much slack because people wouldn't use auto tune as much as him. Like he kind of was relying on it at first. Um, but T Pain can actually sing. <laughs> that man can actually sing. You yeah, know I, heard, I heard his tiny desk. Yeah, he yeah. definitely. Uh, yeah, yeah, man. I remember when I'm Sprung first came out. Oh, I was singing the mess out of that song down the hallways at school. Like oh, I'm Sprung. I'm, I'm in there going hard, going hard. Okay, so uh, when did does that make you mad though? If a or, or if an artist who can kind of just hold a note just go use auto tune and just kill it. Do you feel like that's cheating the system? No, nah, I don't feel like it's cheating the system at all. I feel like it's using the system to your advantage, if anything. Because at the end of the day, 
you can tell who can sing and who really can't sing. All right. Yeah, you got this auto tone now, but we gonna see what you sound like live. Because nine times out of ten, you gotta have money to kind of have like that sound system to be able to bring your auto tune to a stage. You know what I mean? Most people don't do that. You'll see the big, you'll see Future, and you know what I'm saying Playboy Cardi. Like you'll see people do that. Kanye, that got the money to do that, but a majority of your artists, your local artists and stuff, like they're not bringing auto tune to their live performances. Like it's like okay, we gonna see if you really can sing. You know what I mean? Um, I don't, I don't hate on nobody that use autotune, man. I actually think it's pretty dope. Um, to to be honest, uh, so so when it comes to recording, how much do, do you say it normally calls for a session to record? So, um, my boy Carter McKee, um, out of St. Louis Suburban Pro Suburban Pro Studios, um, Cole, it's the one of the main producers I go to just because I I feel like we built up a, rapport. a good rapport, you know what I mean, to where I can go in there. And um, really just, like, get into a flow and he know exactly how I want to sound. You know, the the feedback be crazy and just everything. My boy Ashley Booker, um, a real cool cat um, out of St. Louis, too. Um, real, real good producer, man. Like, we got report, too. Um, who else? I worked, I worked with a couple other people, man. Uh, Fat Buddha. I worked with a few engineers in there um, in St. Louis, so... That's dope, but every every studio that I worked in kind of had their own has their own different price. So, give um, it a range. I say I say from forty to sixty five hour. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of where I'm at as far as production wise. It all depends, though. Um, but it it all adds up in the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, what's the musical process then? Like, so say if you get like a like a three hour session. Mm-hmm. Is the first one that is I'm kind of playing you music, or is it kind of you just collabing with the uh, engineer saying, "Hey, this is what I w- kind of want to do today." Like, give me like the. Nah, you don't have no time for that. Like, so generally, I'll book my sessions like four hour blocks, it, like four hours or more. That's where I'm at. So I I really have enough time to really get in there and and hop in a flow state, because um. It, it all depends on the session and who you around, who you got with you, um, what's your mood like that day. Like, everything plays a part on how your session is going to go. So when I know I got a session today, I kind of wake up and I'm already mentally preparing myself, putting my mind in a in a flow state, a creative state. So when I get there, I'm not I'm wasting as little time as possible because, like I said, it all add up. Time is money. And, you know, people like your real serious people that do music, they know that. So when you get in there, you're not messing around like. I e I email the producer the track before the track or tracks before I long before I even go like all right you, you pull this had this pulled up when I get there I'm ready to hop in the booth you know what I mean because all that time them little seconds that you you know got to pull something up to look at your phone let me pull it you know all that stuff adds up so I I, I kind of want to get in there in the most uh prepared mindset as possible um so yeah. It, it ain't like it's go time. As soon as I walk in the studio, it's, it's really go time. Like, all right, which track you want to work on? Boom, it's already pulled up. Let me adjust your levels. Uh, let me adjust your mic if you needed to. And then, boom, throw that beat on. It's all you. Now, sometimes, sometimes, like, I like to write before I go in there to save time. But as of lately, I kind of been really writing in the studio. Like, 
and it's it's been kind of friend and, and calm, and I don't feel like it's uptight. I feel like all my my ideas come fresh and everything like that too. Don't the music sound different in the studio though? Like don't like the the beat and everything? Can you really hear? Like- oh yeah, yeah, it sounds different than you just playing it in your car or in some headphones or at the crib. Like when you get in that studio, you're able to hear all of the instrumentation of the beat. He gonna bring up some different levels that you probably didn't hear in the car or whatever. It's like you really like get in the zone when you throw them headphones on and you're in the booth like, all right, I hear everything. How can I make my voice flow with this beat as best as possible? What harmonies, what can I add to it? You know, what can I, how can I make this, this, this track, this beat as unique as possible? You know what I mean? So yeah, you you hear all of it, all of it. Okay. So, how do you, how do, is it different when you go into for few features and stuff like that? Like say an artist be like, hey, I want you to sing on my track. Mm-hmm. Is the process different? Like how's that process for you? <laughs> or, or, and, 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 a, and a B part to that question is, are you at the point where you charging people for your feature or are you just mm-hmm. want some collaborative stuff mm-hmm. right now? So, um, answer your first question, man. It's, ah, I've been in the studio with a lot of people, man. Every session, has not I've been, been the same. seeing you. I've been seeing you yeah. a lot of different rappers now. Like I be a lot yeah. of that, like, rapping R and B thing going off now. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, man, working with some some really dope individuals. Um, drop some names real quick. Mm, drop some names, man. First of all, I'm gonna drop the people that's on my EP first because they came through and blessed me with some great verses. My boy Malcolm and Xavier out of St. Louis. My boy Hard. Cartier Q out of St. Louis. My boy Bucci. Hard. My boy Bezel Mar- Mar- uh, Marciano out Hard. of St. Louis. You know what I'm saying? And then, of course, shout out to the home team. You know, Tino. I mean, Smino. Hard. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, shoot. Nike Turbo, Gusto Diddy. To, um, man, it's so many other people. So many other dope artists, man. Um, Man, I don't even. I, I can not. I can drop names forever. You know okay, I, 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 I need a little, a little few so people can look yeah, into yeah, it. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. What's up? What's up? Um, what was the next question? Oh, you said something else. I think I was like, so I know a lot of these people are like kind of like people you grew up with. So are y'all like charging each other for y'all features right now, or are y'all just blessing each other right now? Um, so my main circle that who I like generally make music with the first couple people that I name. Um, we all like we make we make a lot of music, so we kind of be in a flow state. So where it's like, hey, um, come t- come check out. So we be sending each other music all the time. Hey, come check out this track. Hey, you would, you would sound dope on this track. So like, it's it's no it's not really any charging with the main group of guys that I'm I'm collaborating with and working with. But you know, um, I have gotten to the point where I have charged. Um, probably not as consistently as. I should just because I'm really building. Um, building. Like I, I'm in a building phase right now, and I feel like the songs that I got in the chamber, um, and and the progress that I made has really come of a result of being in that building state. You know, you want to block your blessings too. So it's been a lot of stuff. Like it's been a lot of verses I didn't give for the free ski. It's been a lot of stuff that I just been like, I didn't thrown just because like I, you know, as much as I want you to grow, I want to grow as well as artists. Because I ain't like by no means like cocky and nothing out here. I ain't like famous yet. You know what I mean? So it's like, all right, how can I meet other people I work with where they at and they can meet me where I'm at. You know what I mean? So So what's the main goal? Like, are you doing this to like, you know, get some real notoriety? Are you doing it for just the love of the music? 
Like, what's the goal? Mostly the love of the music, man. Um, <laughs> I can. It's funny how, like, when I first started putting myself out there and like dropping music and and uh, and videos and stuff, my mom came to me. She was like, "Man, you've been saying all your life you ain't want to be famous. You don't want to be famous. Now you out here dropping videos and music and stuff. Like, what happened to that? What happened to that? Uh, <laughs> so it was kind of like, like growing up, you know." being such a student and like watching your favorite artists and musicians um and just be in that high level of scrutiny all the time not being able to i feel like live a normal, a normal regular life you kind of always getting talked about you kind of always getting so at first me growing up and me not understanding that i was like well i'm gonna just do music and not be famous like i'd rather be behind the scenes or or whatever what have you um, but now getting older and, um, growing into this mindset of anything that you do well, you're going to have some kind of notoriety, anything that you put your all into and your pat and your passion about, you're going to have haters. You're going to have people that's going to wish they can do what you do, regardless of if you are in the spotlight or not. So if you're going to use your gift to bless and touch other people, you know what I mean? You might as well embrace that spotlight because it's going to happen anyway. It's going to happen whether I do music or because I feel like I'm great at so many things. Like I feel like no matter what I am what I do, I'm going to be successful and I'm always going to have some kind of spotlight. So why not have that spotlight with something you love and actually truly enjoy doing? You know what I mean? So um, to, with that being said, like now I'm on a wave of really building, um, really making, like getting a catalog, a library of music, just getting hits in the chamber and man, just um, getting to a point where I'm I'm out there doing my own shows, my own live stuff, um, in the process of getting the band together, so I can do that. I can travel around and just man, just just bring just bring joy and good music to people, man. You know what I mean? So, so uh, you you brought up the whole music video thing. So, what is that experience like? Like making like your first music video? Man, it was <laughs> it was an event. It was an event, man. I made my first music video, um, literally a day, two days, two days before my birthday. My birthday was on a Wednesday, um, June thirtieth. Cancer gang. Uh, my birthday was on a Wednesday. I shot my first music video that Monday, so it was kind of like a, a a birthday present to myself. Um, I shot a video on that Monday, and I shot another video for my connections uh, song on that Tuesday, bringing into my birthday, but. So that Monday was hectic. Um, so uh, I served and, and bartend at this place called um, Bar Italia in Central West End, St. Louis. Really cool with the owner. Great cat. Some good food if y'all want to check it out. Um, but he let me get the whole building for pretty much a day from like 3 to like 12. Um, on, on one of the days we closed, we closed on Monday. So he let me get the beer. He's like, man, you want to shoot a music video? It's dope. Dude, do your thing. Uh, I'm going to open it up for you, man. Um, so, That's you know. That's so just, tough. That's tough Yeah, as well. like, dope. Like, to this day, I'm, I'm so appreciative that he, let me, that, that he let us shoot in there. Um, it's a nice spot, too. It's like a nice little um, event space in there where we shot a majority of the video at. Um, but it was hectic. I can't say that. So I wanted, like, everybody that I invited to have as much fun as possible. I didn't want it to be serious. I mean, I brought food for everybody, even though it was a bar in there. Um, I didn't want to have to eat the cost of all the liquor because I know people was going to drink. So I ended up buying a couple bottles on my own, some handles of like tequila and some other stuff. 
um, made sure everybody was straight. So while only like not only having a beat in be present in this music video, I kind of had to micromanage everybody that was there too because the owner was fortunate enough to let me get this space, so I didn't want to mess it up. So I'm like, all right, why you upstairs, bro? You got come back down here. What you doing? <laughs> I know y'all trying to get a tour, so we we're going to tour later, but I need y'all to come back this way. Why y'all behind the bar? Now I don't grab that. At the same time as like trying to be here for this video, you know, this production. And uh, but it worked out, man. I'm grateful for everybody that came. Who, uh, who directed it? Uh, my boy Shot by Hand um, on, on Instagram. My boy Landers, uh, man, that's my bro. Um, and and Two Live Media, my boy Yancey, um, Two Live Media on Instagram. Yeah, they did their thing. They came in. So really, they they came in with the idea for me. I already, I already knew I wanted a video to it, but um. But Yancey, man, um, so he ain't let him hear my music. Um, and Yancey, as soon as he as soon as he cut on the EP, first song is Aromas. He was like, we got to do a video to this. We got to do a video to this. I already got the vision. So he reached out to him. He hit me up. was like, hey, bro, Yancey loving your music, man. He want to shoot a video ASAP to Aromas. Like, what's your availability? Like, we trying to get this done for you, bro, because we know this going to be dope. You got a lot of talent. I'm like, all right, bet. So we all, man, we set up, we uh, we all uh, set up a little meeting out at uh, where was we at? Uh, Bar Louis. We was at Bar Louis out at St. Charles. We all met there, um, just to go over everything, man. Kind of set up everything and just we chill, brainstorm, and then it, it was it was really cool, like watching, like a group of people's vision come to life. You know what started out as an idea. You know, it's just a, a a beautiful masterpiece to me. You know, so um, the whole process was amazing. I it, it was it was kind of hectic going through it at the time, but it hey, it was amazing, man. It was amazing. I can't say that. Um, okay, so this this is going to be my head ass question for you. <laughs> Do you Always. ever use your singer voice to get with women? Like, have you ever used that to your advantage, or do you feel that like that's corny? I remember I saw like a a Neo documentary one time where he was like he didn't like singing around girls because he like it was too easy kind of mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. So, do you feel like you ever use that like in your bag of tricks, or do you try to stay away from just trying to bag girls off your voice? Man, look, let me tell you, let me tell you. So, I I went to a predominantly white elementary school, right? Robinwood Elementary. Um, at the time, it was predominantly white. You had just sprinkle of black people in in the school or whatever. But um, growing up in that school in that environment, um, if you were being bullied or talked about, like kids actually meant it. Like you knew that all right, this kid's serious. If you're if someone is talking about you, right? So. There was really no joning or flaming, no roasting like that. Everybody was pretty much good kids and had fun on recess, played basketball. Like, if there was fights, it was fights because it was, like, like 100% serious. Like, somebody did something you didn't like. It really wasn't no exchange of words or like that. But then transitioned to my middle school. <laughs> All black kids, probably. All black kids. Like, maybe a hand, a handful white kids in the school so that was the first time i really got introduced to joning like to roasting flaming all that stuff like i got it the first day of school 
and I didn't know I I wasn't prepared. I didn't know how to like zone back. You know, I was you know sensitive at the time and stuff like that. So I'm like, why would you say that about me? Like, what what what's what's the hate? What's the hate in your heart? Like, who hurt you? Like, what I do to you? You know what I'm saying? I'm sitting over here in my my all white K Swiss with my South Pole shorts on and stuff like that, getting baked. Like, so fast forward. To niggas finding out you can sing. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. Oh, this old singing ass nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, Damn, getting straight, getting straight ripped on. But it took me a minute to realize that, you know, they was really hating because a lot of the times when the women found out I could sing, they gravitated toward me. You know what I mean? It was kind of like, oh, this, damn, like, he can sing, sing. Okay, like, hey, can you sing me a song? Like, if I if I had a dollar for every time I got asked to sing a song in the hallway of middle school, man, I would be rich. But like, I didn't, I wouldn't prepare for that that level of <laughs> that level of flame when I first stepped into middle school. But so when that, I did, that's how I was, and actually I was, but flaming from people from like down south, like it wasn't so much. Ain't, ain't gonna lie though, St. Louis niggas was hilarious. I ain't gonna lie. But there's different type of Jonah in different areas, like yeah. like in the Midwest and down south, like they really like Jonah about like what you wearing and how you look and how you sound, pretty much. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like I don't know, like a, like a, I forgot, like a verb or some shit. Like they they they, they Jonah about any, anything about you. I feel like on the East Coast, like they just talk about real facts. Like they try to talk about your like real stuff that's going on. Yeah. So it, it get kind of personal sometimes. But over there, it's like. Motherfuckers like really getting into like what the fuck you do. I've got somebody say like you put the metal in the notebooks or some shit like that. <laughs> it's like, like you got the eye job. Like, yeah, like you got the eye job where you put the, the twisty ties on bread loaves, don't you? <laughs> it's, it's just like a different type of Jonah. It's like yeah. a rapid fire in, in the Midwest and down yeah, south, yeah. where the East Coast is kind of like one banger, you're done, you're like kind of yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah, but no, there are some funny niggas. Like shout out to my my boy uh, Greg, like. Top man. five, funniest dead yeah, or alive, man. man. I feel like the, anybody from Memphis, like, the Memphis check can be somewhere in a different level to me. Like, I love Memphis zoning, like, because it be, that's that's that rapid fire zoning. Like, before you can even grasp one zone, you already, somebody already four or five zones on past that. Like, you, you're like, hold on, wait, did he just say that? <laughs> He's still going. He's somewhere else. Like, already, man. Like, and then the accent to go with it, man, it just cracked me up every time. Like, every time. And I never, and when I got to the, to the Midwest, I didn't know you couldn't laugh at jokes. Like, <laughs> hey, man, I swear. Oh, you laughing too hard over there. You laughing a little too hard over here. So you got to hold it in. It can be funny as hell. You got to hold this shit in. Man, you don't want to be mixed up on a list. So, you know, it, it's, been, it's very different. So, okay, so back to the topic. So, you did use your, your voice to get girls, though. Uh, At the time, yeah. So, at, so at the time, it wasn't to get girls, though. It was, like, so it was very few times, like, growing up that I would just be in the mind state of, I'm finna sing so I can attract women. No. I literally got asked to sing all the time. So, upon people, other people hearing me sing, they would come over, oh, like, he's singing. You know what I mean? Um... But growing up through middle school, I got joned on so much for singing that when I got to high school, I felt like I had something to prove to everybody, not just everybody but myself, that I didn't need to use my voice to do anything. 
because people always attributed my voice to all of my success. Like you only do that, you only did that because you could sing, or you only got that because you could sing, or whatever. I would have been a kid like, you know yep, damn right. Right. I, I right. don't get that, but I would have been like, you damn right. I use what I have mm-hmm. to my advantage. What's wrong with that? Yeah, yeah. But getting ripped on so much for it, and not even knowing how to handle that, how to handle people hating, how to handle you know all of that. I feel like I had to put a big part of me away at, at sometimes and like put that um that passion and energy in the in the other stuff, which is why I did sports. I played football, basketball and track all my all four years of high school. Um, I was in musicals, I did acting, like I did so much other stuff too, just to kinda like show and prove to other people that I ain't need my voice to do stuff. You know what I mean? Which, you know, Looking back, it wasn't probably the best thing to do, but at the time, it was like I was showing people, like, all right, I don't need this. But who and, no, and nobody really cared at the end of the day. Nobody even cared. So, you know, that's where I was at. But I, I don't like even like even to this day, man. Like people rarely know I can sing until like they either hear my music or um, somebody will tell them I can sing or whatever like that. Like I just don't be. <laughs> Just singing everywhere I go, unless I'm around singers, for real, you know. So, are you gonna pull a Jamie Foxx and uh, sing to your wife when you propose over? <laughs> I got to. I got. If I didn't, you know, what I'm saying, I feel like that's a that's a given now. Um, you know, that's gonna be my lady. You know, my little love bug. You know, so I gotta go ahead and bless her with a little tune. You know, what I'm saying. Well, can you can you bless her with some acapella? Mm-hmm. You said, can I bless us with some acapella now? Yeah, right now. Can you can you bless the real ass conversation nation? A real ass conversation nation. I don't gotta got be nothing nothing crazy, you know. Something like you know a little snippet. Man, all right. Hold on, let me give you the headphones. I want you to just you know. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My boy only got one set of headphones. That's my hey, boy. we want a budget over here, but we make it work. <laughs> oh man, hold on. We got. Hold on, I gotta fix this headphone. Oh yeah, there we go. There we go. There we go. I got a request though, yo. What's up? What's going on? I kind of want to hear that Trap House 3 remix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo. Yeah, hey, me and my, one of my best friends, man. My boy said a long time ago in, um, in college, we did a R&B version of Trap House 3 by Gucci. <laughs> <laughs> yo, tough. Hey, it actually did numbers though, too. So people still waiting on that little... Uh, that little R and B uh, album with Trap House Three, but you know, I'm gone head. Dang, what song do we do? What was it? Uh, off, was it off the lease? Two days gone, I was gone. Oh gone, yeah, gone. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, what? Hold on. Mm-mm-mm. I gotta look up the lyrics. I don't remember how I started, man. Hold on. That's cool. Boy, it's been a minute since I sang that song. Hey, Trap House 3 has CMO going up. If you know, you know. If you that went to CMO, going crazy. man, if you went to CMO and when Trap House 3 came out, you was in the right place, right place to be. Because what a time. What a time. <laughs> what a time. Man, hold on. Here we go. We, we getting it. We getting it. Oh, here we go. Gucci. <laughs> what do you say? <clears throat> 
I'll put it down so long and so strong that your bitch will leave home, do wrong, set your bitches off the leash. Two days gone, you've been gone so long, you can't get her on the phone, cause the bitch didn't be with me. She says she wanna hang when she wanna hang, bang, who she wanna bang, bang, baby you can be a free. Like bitty biggie, don't bring your bitch around me, better marry that girl, get your ass on one knee. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Okay, something we hit the, light. Something we hit the something light. light, man. Something like I appreciate that, bro. Me and my boy said did that back in the day. You can find a video on my Instagram, man. We, I'ma tag yeah, it too. Tag, man. I'ma <laughs> tag it too. That's like the only video I got up from like that long ago, from 2014, man. No. Okay, uh mm-hmm. so let's go off music real quick. Bet, 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 bet. All right, so you're a confident ind- individual, right? Yeah, I would say so. Do you have any insecurities? Everybody got insecurity. What's one of yours? Man, I'm so greasy, bro. It's one of the it's one of the main reasons <laughs> I call myself Slick Seville. I kind of owned it, but I got oily skin, bro. Yeah. So all the time I'll be out, it'll be especially when it's hot outside or humid. Or my I like a honey bun by the face. Where I'll be like, dang, like why I'm so greasy all the time, but sweating. <laughs> Okay. So then, you have to just own that. Only reason I brought that up was uh it's so funny. So this is like a little bit into my life, right? So I I never realized how many people notice your social media or, or watch what you're doing on social media until last week, right? So uh pretty much long story short, I have a I got I have friends back at home in New Jersey. So I know a lot of girls over there, right? So apparently a lot of the girls over in New Jersey were trying to set me up on a blind date with another oh, girl from New Jersey man. when I went back home. And it was just like, you know, it's funny because, like, you know, it, it started off with, like, hey, I know two people that, you know, always flirting with each other on on, so on Facebook. I thought they'd be perfect together. Mm. And then it's like a long-ass thread where it's like, you know, all these girls saying, who is it? I think I know who it is. And it's like, oh, let's hook them up. Like, I will pay for their dinner. Oh, I do her makeup. Oh, I, I'll buy I'll buy the outfit kind of thing. And it was getting real deep, right? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I was just, uh, one of my homegirls, uh, 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 I'm going to call her Lex. I'm not going to put her whole her, her, her <laughs> government out. But Lex, no name she, was out, she was on a few weeks ago. She uh, was the one hit me up saying like, hey, like, if I pay for your date, would I would you uh, go with the girl? And I'm just like, you know, like right now, you know, I'm not really like dating right now. Like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? I told her, I said, you know, I said, sure, I go. But I said, I'm not in a space where it's like I'm in the, the mental space of dating because I realized that, you know, I didn't fully love my I don't, I don't fully love myself fully yet. Yeah. Now, I have moments where I do fully love myself, whereas like, you know, where I do have a lot of confidence. But then there's also moments where it's like. I don't have that time to have that like kind of same feeling. So I kind of want to get to the the place where it's like, I'm always feeling confident. Cause I'll be with like a lot of girls and a lot of girls give me compliments being like, Oh, you like, I love your eyes. You're so handsome. You know, you know, normal stuff girls do. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I don't respond well to compliments. That's kind of based off how mm-hmm. I was raised. Cause I like, besides from my, my, my dad used to tell me like to have confidence, but, I never really had had like my mother or people were, like pretty much yeah. give me compliments about how I looked. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So yeah. when it comes to receiving it, I kind of like had some insecurities about mm-hmm. it. You know what I'm saying? And it took me a while. Like I think the, the last girl I was messing with, it took me to the point where I was just like, you know, there's like it got to be something. Like it got to be a reason why you know I'm I'm just not feeling stuff. And 
why I'm not just that receptive to when girls give me love. Yeah. And I was just like, you know, it's probably because I don't really love myself yet. You know what I'm saying? I kind of want to work on that. And when I do get to that point, then I can make somebody else happy because I'm a firm believer. You can't make nobody else happy until you happy with yourself kind of thing. Facts. So that's why I said the whole insecurity thing is just like, sometimes you can be insecure and not even know it. You know what I'm saying? You might think, oh, everything goes fine, but you might have moments where you feel down like, that's like kind of like maybe you're like your mind pretty much second guessing itself. Yeah, yeah. Until you like, you know, get to that place where, you know, you're fully comfortable being yourself. You'll never be happy. That's something my dad told me. He was like, you're not comfortable in your own skin. Like, can't nobody like, else never, make you happy. Yeah, you can't. You never, mm-hmm. you never will win. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And I hold that so true. Yeah. No, that's so, real. So go back, let's backtrack real quick. So you said it was a blind day. So you ain't even seen the girl yet. Oh, I knew who the girl was. So you knew who she was. I knew I knew who the girl was. Like, yeah. like, cause, I, cause when you read the thread, like, the, the like, they, the girl was like, oh, "Who y'all talking about?" And they was like, "We talk about you," kind of thing, yeah, right? You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I know who the girl was, and she a beautiful girl. She oh, a okay. good look. Well, you know I'm what I'm saying? See what's up? Cause I, I had a you. You don't usually hear girls say like, "I'll pay for the date if you go out with her." Like, all right, I, what what's wrong with her then? If you got to pay for my, I, I can pay for my a, own date. What you I talking would, about? I, I have pay a lot for my of, stuff. I have a lot of girls. I, have, I got a lot of like. Like, homegirls that I'm cool with, you know what I'm saying? They know I'm a good guy. Mm. And I feel like also sometimes when you get older, people just be like, you know, why is this person still single? Almost like they put kind of like a taboo to where, like, you know, like, why is this person not, like, in a relationship right now? And sometimes when you know, like, a good dude, you know, a good girl, you might be like, hey, why don't they get together kind of thing? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And sometimes you might be like, you might want to be matchmaker. I was going to say, uh. The best girl I ever, I ever like, was involved with was a girl named Kaylin, and Jalise hooked me and her up. Mm. Like that one oh, girl, like she, probably, she was like, yeah. like she was like one of the best girls that I, I ever like been with, cause she actually like listened, like listened to me. That like listened to me, like I told her thing to do, like, but when I told her like how I felt and like where I was at in my life, she didn't put no pressure on me. She mm. was patient with me, and like she like, you know, like just listen to how I felt. Where I felt like a lot of girls, they might listen to how you feel. The first yeah. couple of weeks, but then they'd be like, "Nah, I got my own plan." And if you're not moving to my level, yeah, what's going on, kind of thing. I'm not saying that's not every girl, but that's just how my experience was mm. when it came to women. But yeah, so you might see that you might try to hook the people up. You might just try to hook the people up, and it sometimes may work. Sometimes it might not work. I said, I told, I told them like, "Hey, like, shit, make a rain check." Like when I'm like, <laughs> when I I'm, when I'm in a good space, I'll, I'll be able to like, you know fully do it because I said I don't want to go into something no I'm not fully into it like I don't want to do anything just to do it like that's just not my personality mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying and also another thing is I don't like having everybody in my business either so that whole thread where everybody was just like oh who is it I'm just I, I ain't like that but it is yeah, what it is what it is it is what it is but uh but uh yeah so that goes into this uh the whole the baby thing, you know, it popped off two days ago. Uh, he went Jeez. on live and pretty much was calling uh, his uh, baby mom out her name and pretty much kicked her out out uh, his uh, house. And that's just to what we have that what we know. Uh, some news came out that she was uh, pretty much physically abusing him and mm-hmm. that he pressed some charges. I have no say in this one because I'm single. Two, I don't know what's real and what's fake. Facts. But the thing I would say is this. I do feel like it was corny for him to call his baby mama a, a side bitch. Like that's not something yeah, you should call a mother of your child. Your mother, like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that was out of line. Mm. But the thing I, I wanted just to, to, to point out was I saw him on social media a lot of women was saying it was uh, messed up that he recorded it 
But you gotta understand this. Not, as a black He's as a black man, you have to record things because you gotta have yeah. evidence that you didn't do anything out of character. Because so many yeah. times women will say, "Oh, you, this person yeah. hit me, put his hands on me, he physically touched me, and threw me mm-hmm. out the apartment." That it will be used against you. I saw so many people, some in my college friend, where it was just like he say, she say, no proof, no proof. Yeah. But just because the woman said it. It was law. Yeah, and women be so convincing too. Like that's what I'm know, saying. Women being wrong can be dead wrong. Will be will be so convincing. Like to the tears flowing, all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? To this, like, okay, I physically see you're crying and that you're hurt. Forget what the dude do. You know, forget what you know. What I'm saying, forget what he's saying. He could be completely innocent, but the waterworks and the story, like all the extra, like you need to record stuff nowadays. Like, and that it's the way the baby already under a lot of scrutiny, being who he is, like being his a rapper, uh, yeah, a rapper, black, black. Well, of course, of course, it's going to be might might be a uh, misconstrued. I, I, I bet he'd rather be considered an asshole yeah. than a, a person that put his hands on a woman. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, I know it was I know it was hard to see. I feel like it's always hard to see like. Uh, a child business out there when he don't have any say in the world like yeah. he was just born into it but it's like you know they're both adults they both had decisions and sometimes you gotta do what's best for you I feel like you know if somebody tell me to leave their house I'm leaving their house I'm not gonna like, I, personally I'm not gonna stay mm-hmm. if I'm not wanted but I just wanted to drop that off real quick uh, about my opinion on that uh, second thing I just wanna say is uh, R.I.P. R. Young Dolph uh, R.I.P. man Yo, it's it's getting crazy, man. He was shot outside of a cookie store, one of his favorite cookie stores in his hometown. Hometown, though. It's just like, yo, where the love at? You can't even go back home and show love with your home. It's it's just sad, yo. Too many black men is dying, and I just don't have any words for it, but I just wanted to say RIP, rest in in power to that man. All that, rest in heaven. Yeah, man. And uh, prayers to his his kids and his uh his uh family, his lady, family, all, all of that. Like yeah. it's tough. And we around the holiday season too, man. Going in the holidays without your loved one, and I know Dolph influenced man so many people. Like so many people, I'm saying all post all day. You know, um, just just give people your flowers, man. Give people their flowers while they're here, man. That's all I can say. Um, you never know. You never know, man. Just continue to walk, walk in the right path, walk in righteousness. So love to people, you know. Smile to people, you know. You never know. You never know when to be your last. I'm, I'm sure he ain't wake up this morning going to get cookies, you know, thinking this day was gonna be his last day. But you know, what I'm saying just, just count your blessings, man, because it's crazy out here. <laughs> it's really wild out here. Real wild, yeah. man. So I just want to give a, a moment of silence uh, to Young Dolph and his family. So he's gonna have a moment, silence, moment of silence, real quick. Yeah. Loving prayers out to Young Dolph family, man. So for sure. Uh, so I'm, I'm ended off here at this mark. Uh, do you have? Do you want to promote your your social media one more time? Promote your music. Yeah, man. So it's Slick Savelle on Instagram. Spell it for him. S L I K S E V E L L on IG, man. Um, I'm on all major platforms. You can type in Savelle on YouTube. My EP name is Connections. So if you type in Savelle Connections on any platform, um, it's looking like I'm the only person with that name, so it's a good name to have. <laughs> so uh, you type in, I should come. I should instantly come up, man. I'm. Uh, he, I laying, gotta, he laid down with a pico with his hand over his head. Hey, you know what's going on, man. Real all to me. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Fresh bowls with the crease. 
man. Okay. And but I- uh, but yeah, also I got some uh, I got some stuff in the works. Stay stay tuned for the Romans video that's gonna be dropping real soon. Um, as well as my my album coming February. Uh, 2022 Valentine,、yeah, I've always like really seen、uh, something in you when it came to your talent. You've always been a real, real people person, you know, real cool to be around. And, you know, I, I, I appreciate you and everything that you do, bro. Yeah, man. Most definitely, man. One love to all y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in. It's RIC. You know what's going on. Real ass conversations, man. Yes, sir. Yeah. You know, you got to like, subscribe, and comment. Share this video as well. And this, and this does take time, y'all. So, if you, if you, if you, if you wanted to bless your kid and you want, like, you know, better content, yeah, please, please, please donate to my Patreon. It is、uh, Patreon, P A T R E O N dot com slash R A C podcast slash R A C podcast. I'll put the link、uh, when I post this video, but show love when you can and I'll, I'll show love back. I appreciate it all. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. Yeah. Baby, it's cold outside. I know you want some company. I'm in the right. You know I won't forget the tree. Let's get high. I'm on the way. You are worth for the day. I know it must be a sign.